And welcome once again to the campus of Wofford College here in Spartanburg for the Josh Coughlin Show, sponsored this week by Duck Donuts. So we're going to have to work on getting some product here. You know, uh, we appreciate them being on board. Wofford Fed Coach Josh Conklin. And all right, Coach often looks at me like I'm crazy every once in a while. I know that look, I'm telling you right now. And he's going to do it again because I'm going to make an analogy here between Wofford's game at ETSU on Saturday and the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday night. The Patriots went toe-to-toe with the world champions, with a very young team, with a lot of guys hurt, and still had a chance to win it there at the end. No moral victories in football. But is there something to be said about a similar effort by the Terriers Saturday in Johnson City? A play here, a play there. Take nothing away from the opposition. That was a game that, once again, Wofford's in it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that I was probably most proud of, to your point, was going into that game, you know, we knew they were a really good football team. I think they're they're good top to bottom, offensively, defensively. There's no doubt they're a top 15, top 10 team in the country right now. But strategically, we did some of the things that we needed to do to give ourselves a chance to win the game. We capitalized on some explosive plays um, on offense because we knew it was going to be hard to move the football. Uh, defensively, we got some we got some stops when we needed to. We got a, a big turnover when we needed to, um, and then we played good field position, uh, punted the ball really well, and made them drive the field, and gave ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter to win the game. Now, that doesn't help anybody's feeling today, obviously, or Sunday when we came in, but we're giving ourselves an opportunity against two of the better teams against BMI, ETSU, and we're one possession away from being three and one right now. It was a six-point loss, 27-21 the morale of the football team. You wonder sometimes about the mindset of 18 to 22-year-old football players when the wins aren't coming despite the effort. How is the morale right now? Morale's good. Morale's really good. You know, as good as can be for a one and three football team. I challenge them. I mean, we got to embrace where we're at right now. We are a one and three football team. But, and there's a big but there, you know, we're not not two touchdowns or three touchdowns away. Uh, We're one possession away. And we've got young guys at certain spots that are playing at a pretty high level. They're making some young guy mistakes, and that'll never be an excuse for us. But they understand it. They see it. There's no finger pointing. There's no questioning what we're doing. And that is a recipe for success if if we can continue to get better as the season goes on. Well, we will work through it all. We will have highlights from the game at ETSU. Look ahead to the big matchup against the Furman Paladins here at Gibbs Stadium this coming weekend. And, of course, Conklin's Corner special teams the focus of this edition so keep it right here for more of the coach josh conklin show and welcome back to the coach josh conklin show brought to you by duck donuts one thing you've noticed during these coaches shows is we always give credit to the opposition a vmi quality team a couple of weeks ago etsu heck they're five and oh now and doing great things there you have so much respect for the other coaches in this conference and they do for you too um when does that go away? I mean, you guys see you on the field and you're shaking hands and things like that. And then, man, as soon as that, that, that opening kickoff, they are the enemy and you want to kick some butt, don't you? No, you do. I, you know, I think uh, respect is one thing, but then there's obviously the competitive part too. And I think you respect, you respect guys that um, are going to make you have to compete at a really high level. Uh, you know, talking to Randy Sanders, for example, um, before the game, I've always had a respect for him and in terms of as an offensive coordinator, he makes you make adjustments. Uh, I, th- I hope he, he thinks the same thing about us, um, but he, he's a challenge and I think you respect those guys and you want to go out and it feels that much better if you can beat them. 
All right, heading into Saturday, the week of practice with the quarterbacks. We knew Jimmy Wyrick still had that thumbnail that was torn off against VMI. Peyton Derrick, the, the week of practice. Peyton Derrick gets the start. Tell us why. Well, you know, during the week, uh, we, Jimmy had a good, a good week of practice, um, but the, the thumbnail uh, was, was affecting the flight of his ball um, when he was releasing it, his accuracy, and just didn't feel comfortable with him throwing the ball like, we needed him to and that he had shown uh, just with that injury. He's a little bit banged up with his knee as well. So we just felt like it was, it was Peyton. Peyton had a good week of practice. He was going to give us the best opportunity to move the football and, and win the game uh, for this week. And, you know, as always, we'll start a new week on Tuesday and compete for the starting job against Furman. All right. It was a big crowd. Great atmosphere in Johnson City Saturday. Here are your first half highlights. Wofford and ETSU. So 17 to 14 ETSU at the half. Boy, offensively, not the consistency, not the third down conversions he wanted, but some big chunk plays were made to keep Wofford in it. Defensively, I know you wanted to get out of the half without that scoring drive just before halftime. But overall, first half effort, what did you think? Uh, really good. I mean, I thought, you know, after the first drive that they had and they scored um, pretty quickly and pretty easily, you know, we kind of rallied the troops. We made some adjustments on the sideline. We settled into the game, and then we had a touchdown. Um, but, no, I was happy with the performance. I thought it, going into half that was a good situation we were going to be in. I thought that was how the game may play out, and I knew it was going to be close in the fourth quarter, and, and it was. All right, well, we will take a quick break. When we come back, second half highlights. It was a wild one. Keep it right here on the Coach Josh Conklin Show. Welcome back, everybody. So the Terriers trailing by three entering the second half. You guys, the last couple of weeks, I thought your second half adjustments have been really, really effective. What did you see first half? What did you try to change second half on either side of the football? Well, one thing uh, defensively that we came out, you know, they, they ran a three-man bunch formation against us a, a couple years ago. Uh, they went back to it. Uh, we had practiced it, but we hadn't spent as much time. We had to adjust a, little, a few of our fits. Um, in the secondary, that was one adjustment that we made, and it ended up we ended up having the like the reverse. We had the reverse fit, but they ended up busting it, um, and we didn't we didn't get the ball down the ground because we lost leverage. So that was one thing. And then offensively, uh, you know, they were doing a, a little bit different front uh, with their defense that we had to make some adjustments with the tight end in terms of some of our inside zone blocking schemes, but. Uh, for the most part, uh, it was pretty clean on both sides, and there were just a few adjustments that we had to make, but we just wanted to kind of continue to do what we were doing and see if we couldn't do it better. All right, 17-14, as we said, ETSU up on Wofford. Let's go to the second half highlights. All right, tough one, 27-21, ETSU takes it. They're now 5-0 and on the season, Wofford now 1-3. and I know that 77-yard scoring pass uh, to Quay Holmes was, was the difference, a well-executed screenplay but overall coach when, when you look at the, the contributors to the final score what was the what were the big difference makers in this game I think the, the biggest thing was we didn't again we didn't make we didn't make the plays in those key situations you know the, the reverse that hit us uh, they end up missing the field goal on that one but we get the ball back to our offense with more time if we get off the field there uh, we don't get that ball on the ground and then the screen pass we called a pressure he called a screen. It was the perfect call to the, to the pressure that we had, and, and they executed. We couldn't get the ball on the ground. So, you know, those key situations, you have to be able to make those plays. And you always hear everybody talks about, you know, it's four or five plays during the course of a game that determine the outcome, and that really truly is it. And that's the thing we've got to get cleaned up if, if we expect to beat really good teams that are that ranked that high in the country right now. 
There were some big bright spots, of course, offensively. Some chunk plays. Alec Holt taking it to the house on the long pass play. Jamari Broussard, uh, another big run. Special teams player of the week, Atkins Roberts. Um, I think it was more for his tackling. That is kicking, although he had a nice job punting the ball and dropped a couple right inside the 10-yard line, especially late. But uh, is he going to be line up at middle linebacker um, next week? Because uh, that was a new dimension that we hadn't seen before. Right. No, I don't think so. Uh, But, you know, he did did a good job. And, you know, one thing going to that game we did talk a lot about, field position, Mm -hmm. making that high-potent offense, drive the field, run the football, uh, make them earn everything. And he did a great job punting the, the ball, getting it down there um, in, in good position. And then, you know, on his kickoffs, he had good hang time as well. So uh, just, justly deserved. All right. Well, congratulations to Atkins on that honor. When we come back, we will take a closer look at those Furman Paladins and also Conklin's Corner. Keep it right here on the Josh Conklin Show. And welcome back, everybody. Before we get to Conklin's Corner, I want to ask about Conklin's coaching staff right now. And first of all, God bless B.J. Connolly, the tight ends coach, because if B.J.'s not out there, I'm the oldest guy on the field. So whatever happens, B.J.'s got to stay out there because otherwise I'm really going to take it personally. But all jokes aside, you get very young coaching staff, young coordinators, young position coaches. How does that evolve? Do you have to take more of a uh, supervisory role rather than kind of um, let everybody kind of do their thing? Do you have to micromanage a little bit with such a young staff? You know, I, I try not to micromanage. I, I want them to be able to coach uh, their position group and coach their side of the ball. But, you know, my job as a head coach, I, I feel, is, is to navigate the landmines and, and make sure that we don't put ourselves in bad situations on defense and, and on offense. And I provide suggestions on all sides of the ball. But, you know, I, I believe that if you, got, if you find guys that are passionate about what they do and they're smart guys, I don't really care about the age as much. now. That does become a factor at times when you're, you're talking about going against experienced coordinators and making adjustments. And I think that's part of the growth uh, that, that we're seeing with, you know, like on offense and defense with, with younger coordinators. But um, they can get the job done. They'll do the job. And, and again, they're, they're sharp enough to do it. And they love football and they spend whatever time they need to to get the job done. All right. Speaking of coaching, that, of course, is the focus of Conklin's Corner. We look at special teams at ETSU. One thing that I've been really happy with uh, so far this season has been our our operation on special teams. I think we've done a really good job of, of coaching this up and, and getting guys in position um, to make plays and impact the game in a positive way. Uh, one area that we have struggled um, at times is, is the kickoff coverage unit. Um, did a pretty decent job except for the first one uh, on Saturday, but I want to point this out and just kind of take you through uh, some of the coaching points uh, when we are going in kickoff coverage. The, the first the first fundamental uh, in kickoff coverage is obviously you know being able to get this thing timed up and when the ball's being kicked having everybody hit that line at full speed this isn't too bad a job we got some guys that are a little bit late and a little bit behind but as we go down the field and we cover the field um, you have kind of your first wave of defense so as you guys look at it right now you know you have your first, your, your first guys that go down and you're trying to create like that would be almost like your defensive line And then you have your next group, which is kind of your linebackers. And then you have your third group back here, which is your safeties. So really anybody that that runs a kickoff coverage unit, you're always looking at three waves of of defense. Um, 
that you're trying to layer as you cover the kick. Now, the first thing that you have to do is you have to get a great kick. And typically we would like to put this kick, you know, somewhere around the five yard line uh, between the sideline and the hash. This is a little bit shorter kick, um, but the hang time was decent. We want to beat everybody with speed through the first, you know, first 20 to 25 yards of the kickoff. We don't want to throttle down. We want to beat guys with speed. So I want you to guys just to watch um, this player right here. Okay, just watch him as he covers the kickoff. Beats that team, beats that with speed. The first line there, the first block, we call that a uh, rip technique. Okay, over the top and through, and then is able to take a shot here on the ball carrier. Really good fundamentals. Now, once we get within 15 or 20 yards of the football, excuse me, 15 yards of the ball, we want to start to throttle down and we're going to start to work, you know, the contact zone or the attack zone. You got the speed zone and then you got the attack zone or the contact zone. So now we've got to throttle up and we've got to start taking on blocks and working the two gap. I thought this was a great job of getting good extension um, on the, on the uh, blocker and then being able to tear off and get in and make a play. Good job by the second layer here, number three coming down, Jaheim Hazel and him making a play on the uh, ball carrier as well. So this is what we got to have more of. Got to do a better job of covering on the first one, but I thought for the rest of the day, our kickoff coverage is pretty decent. All right, well, hopefully we'll see a lot of that out here at Gibbs Stadium on Saturday, 1.30 p.m. kickoff. Furman comes to town. What is the dynamic and what are the, the differences facing a team that's coming off a bye week, first of all? Yeah, I mean, I... You think a little bit about that. They've had two weeks to prepare. Um, so, you know, they may have some wrinkles in their systems that, you know, you may not be aware of. But, you know, it's going to come down to execution. It's going to come down to, to who wants it more. Um, you're looking at potentially having two teams that, you know, are looking for their first conference win. And so, to me, it's just about it's a, it's a conference game. It's a rivalry. And so the guys will be excited. They'll be ready to play and they'll be back at home, which we haven't been here for a while. They have had some issues scoring points. They've got a great running back in Devin Wynn. They've got an experienced offensive line. Um, is it just a matter of maybe they're having the same things that you guys are? Execution at key times? What do you think about their overall talent level? No, I think they're good. Like you said, I think the O-line is good. I think the, the quarterback runs the, runs the offense well. Um, they just haven't they just haven't executed well enough to put points on the board, but they're very capable of doing that. And that probably will be the most important thing for us in terms of they've had two weeks to, to look at some things, self-scout themselves. Uh, we'll have to be ready to go. And, you know, again, we have to score some points. Um, we've struggled as well, and, and um, you know, we don't want it to be a 10-10 a to 10 game, um, if, if at all possible. It is Furman. Does it just mean more? <laughs> Yeah, it does. I, I think that, uh, you know, very, very similar teams in terms of profile of school, uh, profile student athlete that we're recruiting. And, you know, people take a lot of pride in being able to go to the office or um, wherever they're at on Monday. And um, there's that rivalry within the state here and within this area. Well, Coach, we always appreciate your time. Guys, I fully expect to see some duck donuts out here, courtesy of our title sponsor next week, and hopefully we'll be talking about a Wofford win over those Furman Paladins. For Coach Josh Conklin, I'm Jim Noble.
saying so long from Spartanburg, and thanks once again to watching the Coach Josh Coughlin Show brought to you by Duck Donuts.